0: Hey everyone, welcome to The Withering Effect, episode 131. Today's date is February 13th, 2022, and I am Duds, or Duds Versus, known to the rest of the interwebs.
1: And I'm Jimbo. You may know me as Jimbo Slice 23 So what have you been up
0: to this week, Duds? A lot of stuff, and not a lot of stuff at the same time. Uh, Minecraft-wise, I've been building a sugarcane farm, a super simplistic one. Nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. It's honestly mainly just a visual <laughs> farm where my cactus storage area is from the episode released this week. There's a little side section that had like a lava pool mm-hmm. and I filled in the little lava pool and put in like a seven sugarcane farm. So it's not going to be hyper efficient by any means, but it, it'll do the job. I'm always in the area, so it's always constantly loaded. So that's good. You mainly need it for rockets or? Uh, No, just I'm going to have a bigger trading hall coming. I keep talking about this. Originally, the trader hall idea, I was going to build it like episode two or three, Mm -hmm. but everyone else kind of jumped on villagers and doing books and stuff. So I was like, it's not important to the server right now. Everyone's able to get their books a certain way. So I'll just do my village trading hall whenever I kind of feel like it. Mm -hmm. I don't have to rush it. Right. So, it's for the paper to trade with villagers and stuff.
1: Yeah. Nice to have your own rocket supply, too. You need paper for that.
0: That's true, too, but I I would need a creeper farm. Yeah. And I don't know how I would do that in my area. I'd like to have my own TNT gunpowder rocket manufacturing area. That'd be nice. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I did a sugarcane farm, and the big thing was working on a cinematic with winter. Um, If you watched my previous episodes, you guys know I had a meetup with Winter. He gave me my Explorer's hat, and in exchange for the Explorer's hat, I was to go out and find him items and bring them back to him. That's how the deal works. So we had our first meetup of the first item to go get. And not only was it a three-minute clip that took 45 minutes (laughs) to edit, because I like doing this thing where I pop in and out, With the replay mod cam, Mm -hmm. yeah, I've seen that. Uh, I think I go, yeah, I go in and out with the replay mod cam like three times in this episode or in this three-minute clip, which isn't a lot because each time it's only about thirty seconds long. Mm -hmm. But I am so nitpicky; I have to get the footage to line up exactly, so the head movements are doing exactly what they're doing when I overlap the replay mod footage. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I, it doesn't need to be this picky. The mouths are not moving. No one can tell <laughs> that what's being said is what's being said.
1: Right. I have that issue sometimes. Mm-hmm. It does make a big difference, though, just as so many seconds of a replay mod and back to like your regular view, mm-hmm. it does make a big difference.
0: Yeah. So I've got that going on. There's also another two-minute clip that's going to go along with that clip that i've been prepping for basically i designed a whole new skin last night just just for this two two minute clip that's gonna go mm-hmm. yeah i got to see it i had to do a little build in creative world that i've got to transfer over and yeah i'm i'm excited i'm definitely channeling all the uh little gags you do in your episodes to try to make this funny for sure <laughs> It, it's nerve-wracking because I'm, like, I'm spending all this time doing, like, five minutes worth of footage. I'm, like, days behind on this video now because of this. I'm not building anything. It's it's worrisome, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, as long as it looks good, as long as it is what you want it to be, you know. Yeah.
0: Definitely take your time. That's the thing. It, it's got to look good. But other than that, uh, I've got some planning being done with Carl on a Blaze farm trying to grab some materials and stuff that we might use for that. And he actually has my Nether tunnel hooked up to the top north south, east, west mm-hmm. to the hub. I saw that. So, I'm working on designing my actual tunnel tunnel.
1: Yeah, good thing I don't have a tunnel. I just have to decorate like my entrance. <laughs>
0: yeah. Pretty much. You got like two blocks. Yep. Two block tunnel. Mhm. That's kind of it for my week. How about you? What have you been up to?
1: Just started building my storage system. Actually, uh, my last episode I put out yesterday, actually, I have a double moss farm I added to help supply the bone meal to my wood farm, and uh, it's working perfectly. I'm surprised I was able to get this to work so well, but yeah, I'm getting a ton of moss, ton of bone meal. The moss is just on the side, it comes in, but I can always convert that into more bone meal, so it's, it's nice having all that hooked up and just hitting a lever and having everything doing what you want it to do. With no tutorial added, so Uh it's always a big accomplishment for me. At least I feel like it that you know when I'm able to do that kind of stuff, it uh, boosts my confidence in my redstone, at least. But um, I had to put it. I have this huge room I built for you know chopping down wood. You know you need a lot of room for the big trees and stuff. So I built this huge room, and I have to design it now. You know I have to make it look presentable. You know I wanted to make it look good. Um, The bottom part I really like the way. It came out, but, you know, there's a top section. And uh I was going to carry the design from the bottom, but I know mm-hmm. because it's at the bottom, I can always do something different up the top, on the top, and switch it up a little bit. So that's what I did. And I'm kind of making, uh I guess you could say, like a dome type of look on the ceiling for the room.
0: Those are always complicated but fun when they are actually finished.
1: Yeah, and I think I got the shape right and I'm adding the moss to the ceilings, and it's starting to look a lot better. That way, I still have to detail it to really bring the room together. But uh, building this storage system, like I have a certain storage system I really like to where you know I can have my bulk items and uh, also my other items on the side uh, filtered into the system to where I don't have to. And uh, I usually do the same designs every season, but it takes up a lot of room. Mm-hmm. And I noticed while building this storage system, I'm already like breaking into places where I travel, like my tunnel down into my wood, my wood room. Yeah, it's it's like it's got redstone all through it now. You know, I got to jump around the redstone, the redstone to get down there. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I got to move stuff around. I got to figure out how this room's gonna look. I got the one side done with the moss, and where the storage is, it's it's on a different level. So, I got to figure out. Maybe a different design for that. I don't know. It's gonna be challenging. Uh-huh. I have been recording the whole storage thing. I'm not gonna do like a time lapse or anything. You know, I felt like I've done that every every time I build a storage. So I'm kind of just like jumping through. Yeah, just kind of jumping through and making cuts to where I need it, and having a lot of trouble with this this big room and trying to tie everything together, uh-huh. especially when you know where certain builds are gonna be. You know where. Things are going to go, and uh, you got to try to design around that for the future. And it's just—it's been really difficult. And I want it to look Mm -hmm. good. This is my main place, and uh, yeah, just want to make sure it looks right before I put anything out there. If if it looks too bad, I might show it just to say, look, look at where I'm at. You know, like yeah, this is the struggle. You know, but uh, just to let people know, you know, I am human. I do mess up on designs a lot. Mm -hmm. it's a lot of block placing not all the time you go into creative and get it right so
0: yeah i'm very much not a creative player me neither very rarely do i go into creative and design something before i actually build it Mm -hmm. Uh, you can see it a bit in my sugarcane time lapse i was building the sidewalls and you see me put up two different styles of walls and just tear it down because it looked ugly yeah there's
1: a time and a place for a time lapse too like you think Like you said, on your time-lapse, you might tear it all down mid-time-lapse because you don't know what it's going to look
0: like. You know, you can mess up a time-lapse. Dude, when I hit the start recording the time-lapse button, I get like nervous and my chest starts beating harder (laughs) because I'm like, I got to get this done as quick as possible to make the editing as easy as possible. Right. And (laughs) the longer you're like, oh, this is like almost an hour recording now. My chest is just like... Mm. It's like, geez,
1: and you're like, oh, forgot these blocks. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta figure out a way to, you know, put that in the recording or take that out of the recording.
0: Yeah, because if I don't, it's gonna be all in the comment section. Yeah,
1: it's true. I do that too. Yeah, but yeah, that's been my week. You know, just having trouble with the room, the design around the storage system. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at.
0: Storage systems, to me, are always the most important part of your minecraft base it's where you're Mm -hmm. going to be at the most exactly so your storage area has to be the best looking area in a base according to me yeah
1: i agree i usually do a lot of work on my storage area and i have the most fun i think messing with storage areas i do too i
0: love designing storage rooms
1: yeah mainly because i know how to build them i don't have to go into too much depth on the tutorial now once you know the multi-item sorting area I will have to check it out and see how, to, how it's done. But honestly, I kind of knew how to do it because I've built it so many times. And uh, mm-hmm. it's real nice when builds or at least redstone contraptions you don't know or that you know, but not too sure how they work. You got to check it out every time you start to get used to it. Yeah. And then you just know it. You know, you don't have to do all that stuff and go in the tutorials and double check everything because you, you've done it before and you know it.
0: Mm-hmm. Should we go ahead and move on to the news? Because we have a decent amount. Yeah. So we'll start with the big like cutoff that you will not be able to play Minecraft Java Edition on March 10th, 2022, unless you convert to a Microsoft account. Oh, man, they're pushing it. They're pushing it hard. Now, you'll still get your migration cape. Mm -hmm. There's that.
1: Isn't it a different cape now? Same cape.
0: Isolager Cape, or is that a... Nope, you're thinking about our other news. Yes, that's in the dungeons. Yep, Minecraft dungeons hit 15 million players, so GG's to them. Right. Uh, and to celebrate, they're doing the Festival of Frost, which lasts till February 22nd. Um, it's got a bunch of different, uh, basically, ice and snow-themed challenges. Some of the levels on the tower have got new decorations to go with that. And if you log in anytime after February 8th, you'll receive the Ice Allager Cape as a thank you. Oh, I have to do that. Yeah, I need to get, I've been wanting to get back into dungeons. I just haven't had the time. Yeah, my
1: mind's been mainly on Minecraft.
0: Yeah, trying to make videos and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's it for dungeons. We did have a Java snapshot, snapshot words. And it was uh, another tiny one. Lots of bug fixes. I say tiny one. It really wasn't. It's tiny for us non-techie kind of people. Like, there are several features in the game that have now been converted to tags, such as structures, items, blocks, and biomes. Right. And that's going to be huge for the technical community and the map-making community. For me and Jimbo, I don't know what that is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, probably not going to use that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But for map making people, it seems like a lot of these smaller updates are kind of driven to those guys by throwing in large technical features. Mm -hmm. It could affect Vanilla if they're trying to recode how some of these structures and stuff get spawned in the world. Yeah. Maybe it's a little easier on the code. So I was just thinking
1: the other day, I think it was yesterday about me asking Q Magnet what he needed to build these maps, you know, because he built some really intricate maps. Mm-hmm. He was on the show, if anyone hasn't heard it. Great map builder. But yeah, it's making it... He told us you really don't need anything. You just need the game itself. Everything's on this game. You need to build these maps for you know different parkour or whatever kind of map you want to make. And uh, here it looks like they're making things even easier. You know, makes it even more easy to just use the game instead of these third-party applications to help you with your map making. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. Even though I'd probably never make a map, I'm sure this makes it easier.
0: I've thought about making a map because you can get the map makers, cape. Didn't know they had one. But if I were to do something like that, I would want to go all in and make the best map I possibly could.
1: Like what kind? Like a game?
0: Yeah, I would try to do something like a mini game map. Okay. Maybe a uh, maze that can constantly change. All right. Something like that could be cool, but it, that would take away from doing videos and stuff. Yeah. So I would have to kind of choose.
1: Yeah, you, you would pick up something else to learn, though.
0: This is true. Expanding
1: your Minecraft, Minecrafting.
0: Yeah, but some of the small bugs that they fix is structure blocks not rotating entities correctly. Uh, super flat water worlds were obsolete for the 118 update. They're back. And flashing particles when boosting upwards with fire rockets, it used to be like dead center of the screen, so it would block your vision. Now it's off to the bottom right a bit. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Also, if you had a parrot on your shoulder and you used the Riptide enchantment, it would kill the parrot. Now it doesn't. I did see that. That's good. Yeah. Like I said, smaller update for us normal people who aren't technical. <laughs> mm-hmm. Unless we have parrots with tridents. Unless we have parrots with tridents. Also, if you're a South Korean, there's like a law or a mandate now that you have to have gameplay timer, timer notices built into the games. So Mojang's gone ahead and done that, so you don't have to worry about that. And it'll let players know to take the occasional break stuff. Which is always healthy. Yeah. It's good to take breaks. Yeah, it's not added for any of the other regions though. And I think a lot of players might ask for it to be. Maybe. So that could be something to look out for.
1: Might be just like a freedom type of thing. Like, I should be able to play as long as I want, you know, and I should be able to take breaks when I want. So there's also that. I'm sure that plays into
0: it. Yeah, give us the optional toggle setting. Right. Like, yeah, I would like the timer turned on to let me know to take a break.
1: So I'm sure they're like, hey, you know, it's good to take breaks in the game. Here's the help. Some people may not want to, you know, regardless if it's healthy or not.
0: Yeah, and then there was a Bedrock beta that came out.
1: Yeah, saw
0: that. We got a new goat horn animation, Mm-hmm. which doesn't look right to me still. No. So it basically just brings the player's hand to their mouth with the goat horn in it, and then it plays the goat horn sound, but it removes the goat horn before the sound is done playing. I didn't realize that. So I was like, what? Huh. Yeah, so there's that. Frog spawns, the little seedy eggs for frogs. You can now see them underneath if they're in the water. I guess before you couldn't see them. Yeah, I didn't know you could before, but or you couldn't before. And the, the big part of the beta update is frog lights has got new textures, which is something we were asking for.
1: Yeah, it's very subtle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's, they basically made them brighter. Which, in my opinion, made it worse. The one thing I do like is you can now rotate the block. Oh, yeah. Place it down in different directions and you can get a different texture. They are all relatively the same texture, though. It's not like it's a huge change. Mm -hmm. But I do like the idea of that. I'm still not a fan of the textures.
1: Yeah, we'll see how it's used. Yeah. I don't know. They're pretty similar to the Sea lantern. Unless you want that different color.
0: Yeah, it, it's basically different color sea lanterns, except for the verde, which is the same color of sea lanterns. Oh, yeah. The greenish. Yep. Yeah. Verde means green. It, and to me, it looks like you you took a light block and you shoved it inside of a frog. So the frog is now stretched to the size of a block. Yeah, almost. And that's the texture.
1: It's like the ribbit throat. <laughs> exactly. That's what I, that's what I noticed.
0: Yeah. It, it doesn't sit too well with me. It doesn't feel right.
1: I guess it does feel like frog though. You know, it does feel like a frog. If a frog had a light, that's probably, that's probably what it would look like, I guess.
0: Yeah. I'm just wondering if it's going to get the end rod treatment. Cause remember for years, nobody used the inrod because it had that stupid purple pink base. Yep. I remember. And then they changed it to gray and then Inrod became a viable light source again. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if these are going to get that kind of treatment. Because right now, the only time I would use a frog light is to put trapdoors over top of it. Mm. But I think the farm for frog lights would be a bit harder than a Sea Lantern farm with guardians. Yeah, you would think. The Sea Lantern or Guardian farm me and Carl has built, you can AFK that thing for an hour and you end up with like 18 stacks of sea lanterns mm. I, I don't think a frog light farm is going to produce that much
1: yeah it's also the most efficient way to make a frog light sparm sparm farm is to find the uh the magma cube spawner and that's uh-huh. only in the bastion you know you'd have to deal with all that dig it out mm-hmm. you know try to make a farm in there which honestly you know, what's harder that or this ocean monument then again the ocean monument you don't it doesn't need dug out anymore it doesn't need drained nope there's other ways around it so yeah i guess it would be easier
0: i never thought i would say a guardian farm would be the easier version of another farm.
1: oh yeah of any other farm yeah because it's normally pretty difficult
0: yeah all right but that's kind of it for the news should we hop into some listener comments okay so the first one we have is from the keleton pairs I'm hoping I'm saying that right. Sounds like it. Looks like it. It's spelled skeleton without the S. So Mm -hmm. They want to know what are top three most annoying mobs in the game and how would we improve them. I say let's save how would we improve them for obviously mending Minecraft because that's a thing. Yeah. But our top three most annoying mobs. I think we can both say phantom. Yeah.
1: One of mine is the bat. Yes. It always seems to be in your way. Uh Uh-huh always squeaking in your ear. Yeah, there's no real useless benefits to it. Yeah, it's useless. So yeah, phantoms, bats. Uh, what other annoying mob? There's quite a few, but we're talking top three.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Baby zombies are kind of annoying just because they're faster and their hitboxes are smaller. But I don't know if I'd put them in my most annoying. Gas?
1: Mm. Gas are pretty annoying. But they're more manageable now that they can't Hit you at any level. They have to be eye level. Yeah. They do wreck
0: builds. They do. But they're only in the nether, so. Yeah. Endermen are annoying. Yeah, you had more run ins with Endermen. Yeah, the amount of Endermen I have teleport inside my builds while I'm working on them. Screw that. Get out of (laughs) here. Yeah,
1: I want to say Creeper, but I feel like it's too obvious. And I don't know. I feel like they're a little more manageable.
0: Yeah, creepers I don't really have much of a problem with. Drop creepers are pretty scary. When
1: they spawn above you, drop down on you. Yep. Yeah, it's more of like a caving thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of like everyday things I do. What
0: mobs. Exactly.
1: Annoy you. Yeah, you're right. Phantoms. Phantoms for sure.
0: Cats. When you build an iron farm and cats are just spawning everywhere. I haven't had one cat in my iron farm yet. Ooh, you got lucky. Yeah. I mean, I haven't either. But that's because I put my iron farm 60 blocks below ground. Yeah. I know villagers are kind of annoying. <laughs> they can be. I don't know. I don't think there's much more in ways of annoying.
1: Yeah, that number three is like a combination
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: of the other annoying mobs.
0: Drown can be annoying early game. hmm. But.
1: Pillagers. Pillagers always seem to show up and annoy you. Yeah,
0: pillager patrols. Yeah. Because you have to kill the captain in a special way if you don't want Bad Omen. Yep, you gotta avoid killing him a certain way. I always just try to trick his teammates into killing him.
1: That's what I do. Put his teammates behind him. (laughs) Yeah, they always seem to interrupt. I've only seen one this season on Ripple Effect.
0: Same. And it was in the shopping district.
1: The fact that our wanting traders can sell other things besides what they normally do makes them a little more useful, a lot less annoying.
0: Yep, we get the mini blockheads with the Wandering Trader now.
1: Mm, they used to be annoying. They could have been the top three.
0: But it's free leads. I've forgotten how to craft leads because I just get them free from Wandering Traders.
1: Yeah, I haven't crafted a lead in a long time. Any annoying passive mobs? I mean, besides the bat? I guess the bat. Cats. Cats. Yeah, I guess cats would be the most annoying out of the passive ones. Yeah. I guess we could throw that at number three. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's interesting to think about. How would you categorize them
0: and stuff? hmm Should we move on to the next comment.
1: Uh, next comment is from Core Otter. They ask, or they say, "Hey, Duds and Jimbo." I wanted to ask what stuff you use for podcasting as I want to start one myself, like editing software, recording programs, etc. So what is it that you use?
0: <laughs> the same thing that you use. <laughs> right? Because we have the exact same setups, which works out really well. Mm-hmm. Well, I shouldn't say exact same. Our USB interfaces are a bit different. But we both use Audacity to record. Usually what's going on is I'm recording my own voice. My recording does not have Jimbo on it at all. Mm-hmm. And then Jimbo's doing the exact same. He has his recording. I'm not on it at all. Right. And then usually we have a backup. Uh, I have a separate computer that will record the whole or record the entire call together. But I've had to turn off that backup. Uh, backup computer after my power surge has messed something up and I just haven't gotten it up and going yet. Mm-hmm. And the backup is really only there in case something bad happens to either mine or Jimbo's recordings because it's recording the discord call, which means you get drops, you get cutouts and you get uh what do they call it? Artifacts and stuff. So it doesn't sound as good. Artifacts. Yeah, that's what they call it. I think
1: where it's like all fuzzy and stuff.
0: Yeah, well, you've got little fuzz sounds Mm. happening.
1: Yeah, I've had those artifacts.
0: Yeah. So, recording locally, and then both me and Jimbo do a quick pass over both of our edits. Usually, you spend five, ten minutes cleaning out anything major, amplifying the sound, doing a noise reduction, stuff like that. So, like, I move around in my chair a lot. I'm sure it ticks Carl off. I just can't sit still for the close to two hours it takes to record. So I I do a couple. I try, one, not to move unless I'm quiet, because that helps recording. And two, I usually can find the chair movements, and I try to reduce a good bit of them before I send it to Carl. There's probably a lot more n- noise that Carl doesn't see, like the amount of times I punch the microphone just trying to wiggle around. hmm that he doesn't see because I see this giant line on the recording. I'm like, oh, gotta get rid of that. Accidentally <laughs> threw an uppercut. <laughs> exactly. Take that out. The amount of times I punch a mic is crazy.
1: <laughs> I I honestly don't notice on this end. Good. <laughs> but yeah, well, like if we have to cough or anything, we just cough just to make sure we can see it in our recording so we can take it out. Yeah, maybe take mm-hmm. a mental note of okay, yeah, three four minutes in I cough, so I gotta find that before sending to Carl.
0: Early in the recordings, that was real bad for me. I was going through some kind of allergy where I would cough for three to four months every year. And I mean, it would. I could only get three or four sentences out before I would start coughing. Um, now I'm on medication, so it only lasts about a month now, which stinks. But what has helped is our audio interfaces. So me and Jimbo are both using a Shure SM58 microphones, which are Really nice, rugged XLR microphones, uh, and they're relatively cheap. I think what were they, Jimbo? hundred bucks? It was like ninety-nine, ninety-nine, or something like that.
1: Yeah, it was around hundred.
0: Yeah, and then we use different interfaces. You're using an InBox interface, and the USB interface is important because with these mics, you need a lot of gain because we're not singing. They're meant for people to be projecting their voices, and me and Jimbo aren't doing. We just talk. No, we don't sing much (laughs) sometimes. So you need a USB interface that's got a good amount of gain that doesn't sound terrible. Jimbo got an inbox, which has been really good. And then I ended up getting a GoXLR Mini, which has been real nice because it comes with the uh, mute button. So when I cough, I can just reach over and hold the mute button, and it'll deafen my mic, and I can go ahead and cough. So that helps Carl with edits, and it also comes with the fancy... Button, which is fun. Yeah, the bleep.
1: <laughs> yeah, we don't know what Carl uses to edit the episode.
0: I think he does it in Audacity. Does he do it all in Audacity? Yeah. Okay. So we're recording and editing in Audacity, which is free.
1: Nice. Yeah. So that's pretty easy. We do use a uh, uh, Google Sheets, right? Yeah. Google Sheets. Yeah.
0: Google Sheets for our notes.
1: Yeah. We we make sure to take care of our notes. I do it day of mainly. <laughs> Dutch tries to get everything ready the night before. Yeah, If I have time, I'll jump on there with them. We'll go over the notes, try to come up with some topics. And uh, yeah, we keep everything there. Showtime comes up. We have our notes there. We make sure we don't, just to make sure we don't forget anything. It's very, very helpful.
0: Yeah, Google Sheets is nice because all three of us, me, Carl and Jimbo, can be in it and typing at the same time. Yep. So that's really nice. The amount of times I got to leave notes, like I had to do that this week for Carl. Carl, do not link or do not delete link below. This is for an upcoming show. <laughs> and then he just writes dash dash dash. Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's also a way to communicate. Speaking of communicating, Discord has been huge for the podcast. Discord is massive. Yeah, just getting a bunch of questions in. Well, what you guys are thinking, what you guys are thinking about the show, any comments. You know, it uh, makes it easier to bring it up on the show, find other topics. Yeah. Definitely recommend. Uh, of course, it, it's, you know, you're going to need an audience to be able to use the Discord, but you know, to communicate with everyone who listens and works on the show, Discord
0: is the main thing we use. Yeah, Discord is, is a game changer, and now we have like a stage. So one of our perks of being a patron is if you're a milk-level patron, not only do you get your name read in the show at the end of the show, but you can listen to the show live. So, like we have Wire Guy and I believe it's KC Plays Games. They're chilling in the chat right now. So, when we do our post show, uh, most of the time they're able to speak freely and we just talk to each other the entire time. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, that's the main three things we have up when we record. We have our Audacity, we have our Discord up and
0: uh, our notes. Yep. Google Sheets every time. <laughs> yep. Thank you guys for those comments. And those comments were from our Discord. And it's the only place you can talk to everyone who works on the show easily. Just take C-3PO's word for it.
2: Hello, interwebs. I'm C-3PO, a member of the Withering Effect Discord. A great place to talk to fellow like-minded Minecrafters and to get to know the people from the show. Sometimes there are even puppy pictures. Don't delay. Join the Discord today. Link is in the show notes. Lee! Dad's made me say that.
0: Thank you for the Discord ad, C3PO. And speaking of the Discord, it's the only place where you can get involved in our Mending Minecraft vote. This week we asked you to choose between one of three biomes for us to discuss and improve. Your choices were Forest, Basalt Deltas, and Snowy Taiga. And the winner
1: this week of Mending Minecraft is... Basalt Deltas.
0: Why? <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty big victory. I think Basalt Deltas was the easier one to fix
1: this week. Yeah, it's more of the rougher terrains.
0: Well, Forest, I could have added like bears and anything, brush and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Forest did come in second. It had 19 votes. Basalt Deltas, though, had 35. Whew. And the Snowy Taiga was seven. Yeah, so people want to know about their basalt deltas, what we can do with them. A few things before we start about the basalt deltas. Basalt deltas is a volcanic biome situated in the nether. The basalt deltas is composed largely of of basalt and blackstone, and its fog appears in a dull lilac color with ash particles passing by. That's like the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Uh, Only gas, magma cubes, and striders can spawn here. Also, the bastion remnants do not generate in the basalt deltas. Mm-hmm. The basalt delta, or the deltas of the basalt deltas are one block deep sheets of constrained lava found among the terrain of basalt delta biomes. Yeah. Those are what deltas are. I wasn't even sure what they, they're technically a structure in the basalt deltas.
0: Right. And. Yeah, it's it. And this is where it differs from real life deltas. Like a delta in real life, is where the end of a river meets a large body of water mm. and a delta is made up of river runoff so it's a bunch of sediment that just has been pushed out okay and uh that's what upsets me with the basalt deltas it doesn't feel like a delta it's a really cool name and basalt deltas are a really cool looking biome i think i said that when we had the nether update that the basalt deltas were my favorite looking biome but they're not really a delta so I would love if, one, we had lava rivers in basalt deltas. That would be cool. Okay. And a delta would always be at the edge of a lava ocean because that's where deltas go or a lava lake or whatever you want to call them. Large body of lava.
1: This is like out inside the basalt deltas or could be anywhere in the nether?
0: If you have a giant lava lake, a delta would be on the edge of it. Okay. doesn't have to be on the edge of it but could be on the edge of it. So you could have a lava lake without a basalt delta, but you can't have a basalt delta without a lava lake. Okay. So there's that. And then coming up with like a structure to put in the delta, you heard like there are no remnants or anything like that. And there, I didn't want to add another mob to spawn in there because honestly, magma cubes and gas in the basalt deltas are already dangerous enough. Yeah, it is. Because one wrong movement and you fall into lava. So... Another hostile mob was not on the books.
1: Yeah, I think uh, the terrain of the Basalt Deltas is definitely the hardest to traverse, mm-hmm. even even with Elytra. Yeah. Like, there's hardly any area to fly. You almost got to fly around the Basalt Deltas half the time to, just to get through them.
0: Yeah. And don't you dare throw an enderpearl. Oh, no.
1: Love everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, pretty dangerous.
0: But I thought it would be cool if you could find piglin artifacts. Okay. Like maybe just a tiny structure here or there, or maybe a brute axe or something. Stuff like that. Like a little, what's the word I'm looking for? Storyline.
1: Yeah, a a little bit of lore. Lore, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, like a little lore why they're not there. They can't spawn there.
0: Or maybe there was one there and they died and left this stuff behind deltas pushed them out exactly yeah maybe a delta was overflowing lava that's cooled over the time yeah i think that would be that would be fun Mm -hmm. nothing too much
1: yeah i was thinking about how you can improve it and then it's it's relatively new the basalt deltas
0: yeah so that was the other thing you don't want to tweak too much because it is a brand new bio mm
1: -hmm. it's relatively up to date so I do like uh, the ash particles they added to it. I do too. Definitely my favorite part about it.
0: Really cool. Mm-hmm. That reminds me. So I posted this picture in Discord Friday at work. We had a fire. Oh, I saw. Yeah, there were. There's a car sales lot next to us, and there's a bunch of woods between us. And uh, they're known to burn tires back there near the woods, which is a dumb idea. But well, and it's really illegal. They're not supposed to do that anywhere near city limits. I don't even think you're supposed to be burning rubber tires, period. But yeah, they were burning something and they didn't realize one of the embers had blown into the woods. And winter in North Carolina is weird because all the leaves fall out of the trees. So the ground's just covered in leaves. And sometimes it gets cold and wet. But a lot of the times, like Friday, it was 65 degrees and bone dry. So all the leaves in the woods just whew, went up in flames. Yeah. And I'm talking flames up to my chest. Hmm. And it was funny because me and the guy I'm working with, I walk up to him I'm like, do you smell campfire? He's like, yeah, yeah, I smell it. So we went and got one of our higher ups and we're like, do you smell it? And he's like, "Nah, I don't smell anything. I'm like, you sure? And he's like, "Nah, no. Nah, nah. Well, we come back 15 minutes later. The fire had made its way to our parking lot's fence line, huh. which was. A couple feet away from where my car was, so we're all like running out to our cars to move them, and it felt like I was in a basalt delta with all the ash falling. Like I was covered, my car was covered. It it was like snow that stunk. Mm. Yeah. So to me, that's that was that was cool. The fact that my first thought in the middle of all this fire, well, other than get my dang car out of here and get to safety, was this feels like basalt deltas in the Nether. Yeah, the ash in the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots of... I had to wash my car yesterday. Jeez. Yeah, I've never had any situation like that. My, my car went from blue to lightish gray blue. Oh. Yeah, fire department came. They got it all under control. Basically, by the time we were able to leave work. But I work in the warehouse, which meant we just breathed smoke all day, which I felt was kind of rude. Yeah, could be rough. I had to come home and wash all my clothes because I smelled like campfire. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways... Should we move on to our topic? Uh, yeah. We can do that. Okay. Our topic comes from my disdain of rain in Minecraft now. I don't like it. It sucks. Mm. But Minecraft has changed the way the rain spawns to make it rain more.
1: Uh, Yeah. At least it feels like it.
0: It it feels like it's raining every other day in Minecraft now. I know it's not, but it feels like it. Yeah. So, I'm I'm not a big fan of this at all, and... I was like, well, let's try to find out ways to make it better. That's what we're going to go with. All right. We know Minecraft tries to do seasons with biomes. So when you get something like snow, you're only going to get it in a certain biome. Mm-hmm. But that also means that the grass color changes. So, like, taiga grass is a little bit more dull than plain gla- uh, grass. And mushroom grass is way more tropical than plains grass. So one of the first things I thought would be how cool would it be to be able to silk touch the different color grasses and be able to move it and place it down.
1: Put, make it like a different biome.
0: Right, yeah. And move it. You could manufacture your own kind of like... So if you dug up a snow block or a snowy grass block, you could now move it mm-hmm. and put it down. So you can manufacture small areas to be different kinds. Maybe... Doing enough snow blocks in a certain area means it snows there when it rains. Yeah. So maybe you only want it to snow on a house. So you dig out underneath the house and place these snow blocks underneath it. Oh, okay. Or snow grass blocks, not just snow blocks, snow grass blocks, and that causes it to only snow on the house. Hmm. So like, you're doing a Christmas build, but you don't want to build in the snowy area. You want to build in a plains or something like that. But now you can manufacture snow falling by moving these blocks over. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you can always make a plains look wintry. hmm But the weather, you're not going to get that weather. Yeah.
0: I thought about that in my taiga forest. I really like my taiga forest, but every once in a while, it'd be cool if it snowed there. Mm-hmm. Do you have snowy tigers? Mm-hmm. There is that, but I don't like when it snows there all the time. Yeah, dealing with the rain all the time,
1: especially you know when you try to make content.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: is uh it's a
0: struggle we sh- we're supposed to have a way to turn that off with sleeping and a lot of people are saying well it doesn't rain till it gets close to nighttime, anyways i'm not seeing that like a lot of the times when it's raining on me it's the beginning of the day yep so i've lost an entire 20 minutes or 15 minutes whatever it is to rain in recording time
1: yeah i'd rather have a thunderstorm so i could sleep through it
0: yeah right there also comes with the fact that running around in the rain in Minecraft makes me motion sick for some reason. Does it? Like, I've, I have just started realizing this. I was trying to get indoors when it started raining, and I was a good ways away from my house. And I was just like, why am I feeling sick to my stomach? And I realized it was the rain. The second I got inside, I was good. And mm-hmm. Minecraft's the only game I get motion sick on doing certain things. Most of the time, it's working in just a two-block-tall tunnel. That'll do it to me, but yeah, the rain, <laughs> I guess because it never rained that much before, I didn't notice it, but now that it's raining like all the time, it's making me motion sick.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't help that pretty much rain is the only weather we have, you know? Yes. That's why we kind of brought this up. All we have is rain. That or thunderstorms, that's it. There's no in-between. You can never get a mist.
0: You don't get fog.
1: Yeah. What if, what if we do have like an in-between, maybe like an overcast? Yeah. That could help you avoid the rain, but also give a chance for mobs to spawn in the day. hmm You know, with that overcast, it would take the light level down a little bit.
0: Well, the fact that they have to spawn in light level zero now. Yeah. Kind of hurts that. But with the overcast, we get overcasts in deserts and savannas.
1: Yes. Yep. What if you just moved it through the world? You know, that would be... Right, yes. It would It would just be a weather, not so much of a, a feature in that
0: biome. Yeah, you could randomize locations. location. You would probably still need to do it by biome, but not specifically two biomes. So mm-hmm. this taiga biome is getting ready to have a weather event. That weather event is now randomized, so it's getting a misting. But the biome next to it, it's randomized as it a downpour yeah and then it changes and stuff no longer will it rain everywhere except for savannah and desert now it might actually rain in the desert for once
1: right now you brought up misting when you oh, when you say misting I'm thinking fog now, I have fog down here as some kind of an improvement because fog is like a weather yeah you know it's but it's more like an atmospheric type of deal mm-hmm. but it makes it and no, no, it makes it Thicker to see through. Yeah. What if, uh, in the mornings along like rivers, river beds, there's like a thick fog when you're running through? I think that would be cool to see, and and it doesn't have to be like so much realistic. Like fog does generate more around rivers and stuff, it becomes more foggy because the you know the at the the waters being. I don't I don't know how fog works. Apparently, I'm trying to explain it, but I don't know how it works. Yeah, but like... yeah you know, there's water in the air. It's con- or condensation.
0: I love the idea of fog because to me, fog in Minecraft can be really beautiful, Mm -hmm. but localizing it to features, I think would make it hard. Yeah. So I already know randomizing weather events based on biomes would honestly be complicated. So to even break it down further into localizing it to a feature like a river. Yeah. Well, there are river biomes. They literally say river biomes on there. Yeah. Yeah. So you could do that using my idea.
1: Yeah. Well I was thinking, you know, naturally that's where you'd find it, but this is Minecraft. Yeah. Maybe you could have fog everywhere at certain times of the day. It could be a weather thing. Maybe maybe in the desert it's more like a sandstorm. You know, that's sandy and it's a fog and you it doesn't hurt you or anything. It just makes it the visibility worse while you're running along. I thought that would be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking early morning. Near bodies of water could randomize into a fog. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have better chances around bodies of water. Yeah. So, like, if you have a 2% chance of fog early morning, because that's when you see fog. You don't see fog at 3 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Or at least you rarely see it. Right. So, 2% chance of fog in the morning. But if you're near a body of water like an ocean, it increases from 2 to 10. Mm-hmm. And once the sun gets so high, it kind of burns off the fog. Yeah. By the time the sun's midday, it's gone. Yeah. Or even sooner. Yeah, even sooner. Then you would start having people
1: hunt for the perfect screenshot. Yeah. Or maybe if you're like after someone, like we have this game Assassin on our server, maybe in the fog might be a good time to go after somebody. But um, I don't, you could turn the fog on and off though. Like there is fog in the game naturally um it's more of like a rendering thing a render distance Mm -hmm. but you can always turn that off which could obsolete the whole fog idea i do i do have on here atmospheres okay now the way i wanted to explain this is let's say you're in the desert right desert's really hot maybe you know the atmosphere doesn't look the same as if you're in a plains biome maybe the sun's really bright in the desert you know maybe maybe if you look far enough away you could see like the heat in the air like that wavy heat Mm -hmm. in the air you know you have that kind of atmosphere in the desert and uh you know other biomes would have their own type of atmosphere kind of like the nether now i've been asking for this for a while now (laughs) yeah i love what they did with the nether and atmospheres now it's not so much of a weather type of thing but i feel like it lets you know if it's hot If it's cold, you know, just from the atmosphere.
0: Yeah, we thought we were going to get that with the cave update. Yeah. And we didn't.
1: Yeah, they did mess around with the atmosphere in the caves a little, just by the looks, really, the generation. But the atmosphere we're talking about, I don't think they really touched it in the overworld.
0: Mm -mm. But speaking of the nether, what if we had nether weather? Mm, Yeah. You mentioned we have atmospheres and stuff, and and I don't mean like, it's raining in the nether. Like not that, right? But talking about basalt deltas and stuff, what if the lava gets a little uh, angry and bursts out every once in a while? Like you see a little bit of lava pop up two or three blocks every ten to thirty seconds, like a little geyser. Yeah, a little tiny geyser, lava geyser. That could be cool. Yeah, I'm kind of
1: seeing if that would be considered weather.
0: Yeah, I was trying to think of ways to add weathers to the nether without just being like now it rains Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i was like well we have all this lava lava geysers could be cool kind of like you know uh yellowstone and stuff was at yosemite uh, where they have the water geysers and i don't know something like that could be cool
1: yeah it's almost like the nether is kind of a different world could you make up a new weather could you possibly do that you know (laughs) something that's not going to like Interfere too much with your gameplay, just as much as rain would, you know. It's just kind of steam steam annoyance, yeah. Maybe steam is a weather inside the nether, a nether weather, yeah. So, like, it's
0: trying to rain, but because it's the nether, it immediately evaporates, yeah. Maybe there's like a hiss in the air because, yeah, it can't that could be cool.
1: Or maybe the fog thing might be me worth using in the nether instead of the overworld, mm hmm. Maybe just gets foggy in the nether. man yeah you, you imagine how more, much more dangerous it would be yeah, if you took sight away from the nether?
0: Jesus no, thank you
1: yeah, maybe nether weather isn't
0: yeah maybe not the best idea. <laughs> <laughs> my final thing though was we need a way to be able to summon storms, okay um we now have the landing rod which can control where lightning hits, which is a great idea, yeah, in my opinion but there's a lot of times people are just constantly waiting for thunderstorms to happen and then there are other people who are on the server who are like, "Well, I don't want to deal with thunderstorms right now." Hmm. But because this person's been waiting 3 hours for a thunderstorm, I have to let it happen. I mean, it'd be so much better if someone can wait till the server's empty and then be able to summon their their thunderstorm or whatever. Yeah. Then of course you would run into the people who would just constantly make it it thunderstorming all the time. Yeah. That would be a downfall. (laughs) Yeah, how could you balance something like that? That'd be the main question. Yeah, you'd have to make the summoning expensive. Like, summoning the dragon is not cheap, but it's also farmable. So it would need to be more expensive than that. Same with the wither. It's not cheap, but farmable. So you would need to make it kind of like... Notch, golden apple worthy, mm. like something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely can't be easy, but that's all I got.
1: Well, there's uh, I, I do want to bring up the rain and how you could use uh, you can use your Riptide Trident to just fly. Mm-hmm. Like that's one positive about the rain. If you do have a Riptide Trident, you can kind of get around with that. That's true, which is nice. But yeah, I, you can't do that in the snow, can you?
0: Uh, I think so. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's mainly the only thing I could see positive with the rain. It's been pretty annoying to me also.
0: Chat's telling me not in snow. Nope, not in the snow. That's dumb. Because snow is just frozen water. Should be the same thing.
1: But yeah, let us know if you guys have any fixes for the weather. hmm Kind of curious. Uh, And what new weather would
0: you bring into the game? Would there be a new one? Oh, yeah. I want to know what new weather people want to bring in. Mm-hmm. Tornadoes. Yeah. The only problem is, I don't want tornadoes destroying
1: stuff. That's the main thing. Like, you would, I, I would like to see like a devastating event like that at one point, but there's going to be a lot of damage, you know, and I'm
0: sure yeah. Mojang doesn't want that. No, they've already come out and said that they love the idea of natural disaster kinds of things, tornadoes, earthquakes, floods, but you can't damage a player's build mm-hmm. with a natural event. That's against the rules. So you can't do that.
1: That no, we brought up earlier about the goat horn and how cool, yeah, causing avalanches. Yeah, you brought that up a while ago. What if the goat horn, goat horn with that trumpet sound, can cause avalanches, mm-hmm. or maybe break the snow blocks, or not the the, the snow. the powdered snow blocks.
0: the snowier snow.
1: Yeah, that would be cool. I'd like to see that. It would be player made mm-hmm. avalanches, kind of. Yeah, but yeah. Thought I'd bring that up.
0: Alright, well I think that's gonna do it for today's show. Before I have Jimbo read us out, I wanna say a huge thank you to all of our patrons who are supporting the show. Our milk level patrons are Omni, Chief Big Bear, Croc, Fragile Rock, KC, OB, Vipress, Tuna, and WireGuy. If you too would like to get access to exclusive benefits and hours of extra content each month, please consider joining at patreon.com slash the
1: And if you like the show, you can share it with all of your friends and on social media. If you listen on Spotify Rate and follow us so you never miss a future episode. Or if you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice review. Doing any of these really helps the show reach more listeners. If you'd like to get in contact with us, send an email to podcast at thewitheringeffect.com. Tweet us, leave a voice message, or join our Discord, where you can have a chat with everyone who works on the show and fellow listeners. All the links will be in the show
0: notes. This show has been brought to you by Jimbo and myself, but also our digital producer Carl. He helps make sure the show ends up where it should be. And the amazing music you hear in the intro and outro is created by the one and only Decoy. Everyone's social media info can be found in the show notes. You guys have been awesome. Thank you so much for getting with us. You should probably go drink your milk now. Bye. See you guys.